Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Fourth Industry Show with Jana and the Sherpa. I'm Jana, and I'll be joined in just a minute with the Sherpa. Uh, having a few technical difficulties, luckily we are not in Florida where the hurricane is uh, hitting hard. We're just having technical difficulties in the Northeast, uh, but. Of course, we are thinking about everybody, our listeners, and and everyone down in Florida. Uh, Stay safe, stay dry, and uh, hopefully we'll all come out of this pretty quickly. And uh, we are facing week four, which brings us all the way to London this week. How are you feeling about going across the pond, Sherpa? Um, Given that I'm actually going to be in Minnesota this weekend, uh, Ian, permitting, that'll be... uh, Quite interesting. My relatives out there are uh, big Vikings fans, and they're also early risers, so this will probably be perfect for them. Yeah, that works out for everybody. I like it. Um, the The Minnesota area may also be receiving the Chiefs and Buccaneers. If that game has to get moved, it will be played in the Viking Stadium uh, should the hurricane warrant moving the game, which hopefully it does not, but we just don't know yet. So. Keep that in mind when you're figuring out your lineups and what you want to do. Second your sentiment about uh, hoping everybody in the path of the hurricane stays safe, much more important than football. It is ugly out there. Um, So hopefully we will give you guys a reprieve from some of the news and all of the doom and gloom out there. We just have injury doom and gloom here. (laughs) Or if you've looked at my fantasy lineup over the last week, Pretty much everywhere, a lot of doom and gloom there. Um, But we have a full hour of all kinds of good stuff for you tonight. We're going to guide you to victory across your daily fantasy league, your season long. You want to gamble, you just want bragging rights at the water cooler, we got you covered. We'll be here until 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time if you're listening live or after the fact. We'll be here for an hour. Enjoy the commute. We're with you here. Uh, You can find us all over social media all week long. If you have lineup questions, you just need more of us, which doesn't blame you for that. We're on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can email us at the number 4THN Inches Show. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And we are with you every Wednesday night from 9 to p.m. 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, we, we've got the action back show for you tonight. We're going to talk about all of the wonderful injuries. <laughs> there were a lot this week. <clears throat> uh, we've got all of your news and notes. We've got quarterbacks coming back. We've got quarterbacks maybe having surgery. We're not sure who's underperforming and who's for real. And somehow, someway, Tua Tungavailoa and Jalen Hurts are the last standing undefeated quarterbacks this week. Did you see that coming at all when the season started? Well, just those two happen to be my Super Bowl picks, but um, other than that, no, Maybe I didn't did see it coming. <laughs> um, I did not. I still am but not sure. I'm also not in. Not played in week four, so uh, I, I, I should stop with the soft congratulatory thing because chances yeah. are good that neither of those teams will be uh, Super Bowl teams the way things usually work. But uh, hey, you don't want to peak also, in week three, mm-hmm. but. Uh, not entirely sure how Tua is even playing football or, like, knows what his name is currently. Um, obviously, he suffered for his head injury. Yeah, he suffered a uh, head injury, which is actually classified as a back injury. I don't – maybe he took his baseline concussion uh, test when he was concussed so that you can now go back into games. I'm not really sure, but some kind of witchcraft let him only miss one series, uh, old Teddy Two Gloves. Did not light the world on fire, but who can really blame him? That wasn't an ideal setting. Um, but we will get to that in just a few minutes because Tua is playing up Thursday night this week, or so he says. We've got quite a slate of injuries, so we will dive in, and then Sherpa will give us some waiver wire picks to pick up the pieces. We'll look at who to start and who to sit this week, our game predictions, and, of course, a few daily fantasy value picks. We'll start out in Arizona. Uh, J.J. Watt is not practicing today. He is still nursing that calf injury. He did play last week, likely will again this week. It's Wednesday. It's more of a rest day, but keep an eye on it as usual. Kicker Matt Prater was limited with a hip injury. He's questionable going into the weekend. The first of many kicker injuries we're going to touch on today. Wide receiver Greg Dortch uh, is dealing with a back injury that's actually in his back and not his head. He was limited to practice today. He's questionable going into the weekend. Back injuries are tough because you just don't really know what's going to happen there, so keep an eye on him. 
Um, obviously, if he plays, we all like him in our lineups and in our daily fantasy lineup. So we're hoping, fingers crossed, that happens. Running back James Conner was limited with a knee injury. Wide receiver Rondell Moore was also limited. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. And wide receiver A.J. Green is not practicing. He's unlikely to play this week due to a knee injury, according to Coach Cliff Kingsbury. In Atlanta, running back Damian Williams was placed on IR. He's dealing with rib injuries. He's going to miss a couple of weeks. In Baltimore, running back J.K. Dobbins made a season debut last week and unfortunately suffered a chest injury when coming back from a knee injury. So he was limited to practice today. Uh, It looks like he's going to be okay to play, but again, keep an eye on that. The Ravens are also dealing with several defensive injuries, notably linebacker Justin Houston and tackle Michael Pierce. So just when you're making your predictions or thinking about who to start, know that defense is, is a little walking wounded. Buffalo, uh, speaking of defenses that are the walking wounded, uh, they are still dealing with pretty much all of the defensive injuries, including Christian Benford, who was added to the list, the very long list, after fracturing his hand during the Dolphins' loss. He's having surgery and is going to miss significant time. Um, cornerback Dean Jackson, who was one of the scary neck injuries we saw two weeks ago, did return to practice. Uh, they're saying he, he's questionable going into this weekend. He was limited. I, I don't know how he plays, but if he, he does, more power to him. Unfortunately, safety Micah Hyde was not as lucky. He's on IR. He's going to be done for the year. He had a herniated disc in his neck. Um, they did sign former Colts and Vikings cornerback Xavier Rhodes to the practice squad yesterday and signed former Cardinals offensive tackle Justin Murray. They lost two tackles uh, this week as well. So when it rains, it pours in Buffalo. And then wide receiver Gabriel, Gabriel Davis is limited with an ankle injury. It's looking like he's on track to play. And then Dawson Knox is also limited today with a foot injury. He's been working through that the last two weeks. He played through it last week and likely will again this week. Out in Carolina, um, things are not great out there, obviously, and they're not getting any better in that uh, Christian McCaffrey is no longer healthy. So we had we had three weeks. We didn't, well, two and a half, but he is questionable with a thigh injury. They're saying it's not believed to be serious. Um, we have unfortunately heard that before when it comes to McCaffrey. Not his fault. His body just takes a, a beating, and I'm hoping it really isn't serious when he plays this week, but keep an eye on it. Also, wide receiver LaVisca Chenault Jr. is dealing with a hamstring injury. He was limited at practice, as was tight end Ian Thomas, who's dealing with his own ankle injury. And they're dealing with multiple injuries across their secondary, so things not looking awful lot better in Carolina. Out in Chicago, running back David Montgomery was knocked out of the game last week. He's dealing with what they're calling ankle and knee injuries. He's not practicing. There's talk of sitting him until after their bye week to get him healthy. So Khalil Herbert, he the next man up. Um, it, it's certainly not looking like he's going to play this week and not sure how much going forward. My fantasy team's not thrilled about that. I'm sure yours isn't either. Wide receiver Byron Pringle was placed on IR yesterday uh, with a calf injury. Wide receiver Vilas Jones Jr. It was limited at practice today with a hamstring injury. He is questionable. It'll probably be a game-time decision. And then Ryan Griffin is dealing with an Achilles injury. He was limited today as well. Also worth noting that linebacker Roquan Smith was limited at practice. Uh, he suffered a quad injury during the game last week, so keep an eye on that. In Cincinnati, uh, they unfortunately are playing a short week and playing the Dolphins, who some mystical, magical way are still still an offensive juggernaut. Uh, tight end Drew Sample had surgery on his right knee today. He could miss the rest of the season. They're unsure, kind of waiting to see how he heals. He was injured during that week three loss to Dallas. And offensive tackle Lyle Collins is still questionable with a back injury. He dealt with that since the offseason. He missed significant time in the offseason and is probably going to be questionable going forward with that. Out in Cleveland, a uh, scary moment the other day where defensive end Miles Garrett was in a uh, pretty bad car accident. He flipped his car twice and caught he and his passenger were both wearing seatbelts. And he, uh, you know, for bags and safety things really do save your life. Uh, he's not rolled out for the game this week, despite spending the night in the hospital being visibly bleeding. Uh, they're calling it a shoulder and bicep injury. He's not practicing, but I think he's crazy enough he's going to try to play this week. Uh, also worth noting that most of the offensive line is injured as well. So, Things maybe are not going to get easier for Jacoby Brissett, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes there. In Dallas, uh, not sure if you've heard, but Jerry Jones is still going on the radio. Not good for anybody. 
but he is reporting that Dak Prescott has stitches removed. He's dealing with some swelling at that surgically repaired thumb. There is no date set for his return. Dak says he's eyeing a week five return. Jerry says he's going to be back in one to two weeks. Literally no science backs that up, but we don't know if he can hold a football yet. That's kind of more of a, a determining factor. So I'm not getting my hopes up here. Cooper Rush is doing just fine. <laughs> just fine. Wide receiver Michael Gallup uh, looks like he may get back on the field this week. He says he's physically ready. He just needs to mentally get there. He fully practiced today, so hopefully he mentally is going to get there by Sunday. Tight end Dalton Schultz is dealing with that spring knee he suffered two weeks ago. Did not play Monday night. Questionable for this week. He is not practicing. That'll probably go down to game time just like it did this week. In Denver, running back Melvin Gordon, III. I'm sure most of you are not starting him, and I hope you're not. He was limited to practice today. Wide receiver Tyree Cleveland was not practicing with hamstring injury. And honestly, most of the team, both on the offense and defensive side of the ball, is listed as questionable. So if anyone's guessed who's going to play, everyone's injured. So at this point in the season, we're at week four. Everyone's hurt. The Broncos are just openly admitting it. So props to them. In Detroit, uh, they had they had a tough week on the offensive side of the ball with injuries. Um, wide receiver DJ Chark was limited practice today. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Tight end TJ Hawkinson is not practicing. He's dealing with that foot injury. He played through it last week and caught a touchdown pass, so jokes on me for not starting him on my lineup. Uh, kicker Austin Sabert did not practice with a groin injury. He's questionable going into the weekend. Wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown was knocked out of the game with an ankle injury. He's not practicing today. He's also likely going to be a game-time decision, as is wide receiver Josh Reynolds, who's dealing with his own ankle injury. And running back DeAndre Swift, they're saying, has both shoulder and ankle injuries. He's not practicing. And Motor City Dan Campbell said he's not very optimistic that we see Swift out there this week, which really doesn't sound like he's going to play. So I would definitely have a backup plan there. Out in Green Bay, uh, after Aaron Rodgers got the Buccaneers Jumbotron uh, attendant fired this week, they returned back to Green Bay and uh, are dealing with a few offensive injuries as well. Most of their offensive line is injured, including all of their tackles, all of the guards. Everybody that needs to protect anybody is questionable and not practicing. Uh, wide receiver Christian Watson is limited today with a hamstring injury. Alan Lazard was limited today with an ankle injury. I guess that's going to be how it is moving forward. A defensive lineman steps on you one time and they never live it down. Running back A.J. Dillon was limited today with a knee injury. And at the end of last week, they did put wide receiver Sammy Watkins on IR with a hamstring injury. So uh, we're we're right on schedule. Sammy Watkins has a soft tissue injury. Here we are getting to the one-third point of the season. In Texas, running back Damian Pierce was limited today at practice with what they're calling a hip injury. It doesn't sound too serious. Sounds like he's going to be out there. Uh, tight end Brevin Jordan, however, very questionable going into this weekend. He's dealing with an ankle injury, as is the vast majority of their defense, uh, including most of their linebackers, so take that with a grain of salt. In Indianapolis, they finally got their first win. However, Colts running back uh, Jonathan Taylor was not practicing today. He's dealing with a toe injury. It's very unlikely he misses this week, but again, keep an eye on it. They are dealing with center Ryan Kelly still being questionable, uh, as are most of the defensive starters. We're still waiting for the debut of Shaq Leonard on the defense. Uh, Stephon Gilmore left the game with a hamstring injury. DeForest Buckner is still questionable. It's looking a little rough out there in Indianapolis. The Jaguars, however, continue to be the healthiest team in the league. Not sure how, what kind of witchcraft they're doing, but good for them because it's working. In Kansas City, they have wide receiver Marquez. Marquez Valdez-Scantling limited today, as was Nicole Hardman, uh, dealing with abdomen and heel injuries respectively. Running back Ronald Jones is sick. He wasn't practicing today. Don't worry, it's not COVID. And kicker Harrison Bucker uh, did actually have a full practice today, as full as it can be for kicker. Hopefully that spring ankle is getting a little better. Otherwise, give us Justin Reed kicking. I think the people have spoken, and that's what they want. In Las Vegas, tight end Foster Monroe was limited and is questionable at practice today. Wide receiver uh, Hunter Renfro is still dealing with that concussion. He's still not practicing. It doesn't look like he's really progressing through the concussion protocol yet, so I'd be surprised if we see him on the field this week, but keep an eye on that come Friday. Also dealing with some defense injuries. San Diego, we saw linebacker Joey Bosa get knocked out of the game late he tore a groin muscle. He's going to have surgery. He went on IR. 
this season is likely done, but never really know with those bosses. They're a little nuts. Quarterback Justin Herbert was limited today. Practice still dealing with those fractured rib cartilage. Um, he's questionable this week. Again, we're just hoping the team doctor does not give him a painkiller shot. Hopefully he's a little more effective than last week, but it was a tough one. Wide receiver Keenan Allen was back at practice today, which is a great sign after missing the last couple of weeks. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. He was limited today, but I'm, I'm taking this as a positive. They did put wide receiver Jalen Guyton on IR today with a knee injury as well. The Rams put wide receiver Van Jefferson on IR. He's dealing with his own injury. They are expecting him to be back for week eight, though, so he's going to be on the short end of the IR stint, which is good. Their secondary is completely banged up. If you've ever at any point in your life, even on maybe Madden, played cornerback, have any vague idea how to do that, give Sean McVay a call. You can probably start for the Rams this week in case you're looking for, you know, a side hustle just for the weekend. <laughs> I think we found one. In Miami, uh, as we talked about, quarterback Tuatunga Bailoa was Allegedly knocked out of the game with what they're calling a back injury. He very clearly slammed his head on the turf. Generally, as someone who's had back injuries, I'm sure if you ask Jameis Winston, that's probably not how he fractured his back either. Um, but he came back. Allegedly, he's cleared through concussion protocol for his back injury. He's also dealing with an ankle injury. He's listed as questionable. He says he's going to play on Thursday night. I, I tend to believe him because clearly nothing seems to be taking him out of the game. Uh, he will probably have wide receiver Jalen Waddle. Technically, he's listed as questionable. He's dealing with a groin injury. Maybe if he loses a step, he's still probably going to outrun his coverage. And wide receiver Cedric Wilson Jr. is questionable with rib injuries. All of their tight ends not named Mike Gesicki uh, seem to have been ruled out for this week. So Mike Gesicki is back. <laughs> he has no competition. Feel free to start him. In Minnesota, uh, as we talked about, they are on the road, so their stadium may get a game, but it won't be with them. However, it looks like they may not have running back Dalvin Cook this week. He was knocked out of the game with a shoulder injury, one of many injuries that beheld many of my fantasy teams. He's not practicing. They're calling him day-to-day. That usually means he's not going to play this week. So have a plan B there. In New England, uh, we saw quarterback Mac Jones suffer one of the worst high ankle sprains I think we've ever seen. He's not practicing. Unfortunately, I think we all saw the the photo of him getting carried down the stairs, screaming, not good. He's not ruled out for this week (laughs) in true Bill Belichick fashion. If for some reason he does not play because, you know, he can't walk, Brian Hoyer would be the starting quarterback, and Bill Belichick would like us all to remember he is not an orthopedic surgeon. So Mac is still considered potentially going to start this week. Please don't start him. Wide receiver Jacoby Myers is limited with a knee injury, and most of their defense is listed as questionable as well. So who really plays out there? I don't know. In New Orleans, wide receiver Michael Thomas is not practicing today with a foot injury. Wide receiver Deontay Hardy was limited with a foot injury as well. And Traquan Smith is dealing with a concussion. He was limited, so he's on his way out of concussion protocol. Quarterback Jameis Winston's dealing with the four fractures in his back and an ankle injury. He says he's preparing to play on Sunday. Remember, they are in London. We put this man on a transcontinental flight with a fractured back, and he thinks he's going to be all right. He didn't practice today, but he thinks he's going to be fine. Um, I, I don't see why not. If he's played this much, might as well. Taysom Hill was listed on the roster as a tight end today and also is questionable with the rib injury he's been dealing with. Jarvis Landry didn't practice with a foot injury. Running back Alvin Kamara was limited today with rib injuries, and they're also dealing with several several defensive injuries as well. I am sorry to say your Giants lost wide receiver Sterling Shepard to a torn ACL. Uh, He's done for the year thanks to the turf in MetLife Stadium in a completely meaningless play with a a minute left in the game. Uh, Even as a Cowboys fan, that made me upset to see. I'm sure it did for you as well. Yeah, it was yeah. it was tough. I mean, for no reason. Um, but unfortunately, they are also still dealing with Wandale Robinson not practicing and Kadarius Tony not practicing with knee and hamstring injuries, respectively. Uh, they're both very questionable. I I'm not sure who's going to catch football this week, but we're going to find out. Pretty much every cornerback on the roster is also listed as questionable, so that is something to keep in mind when you're looking at who you want to start against the Giants this week. The Jets are going to have quarterback Zach Wilson back under center this week. He is coming off a little scope on his knee. So the Joe Flacco experience appears to be over for the time being. 
In Philadelphia, we check in with our other undefeated team. Uh, they are dealing with a couple of injuries. Running back Boston Scott uh, was not practicing today with a rib injury. He's questionable going into this weekend, as is Miles Sanders, who I think has been listed as questionable for the last three years. He's dealing with a hip injury. He was limited today at practice. Also surprising, uh, wide receiver Devontae Smith popped up on the injury report today with back injury. He was limited. He's listed as questionable. I'd keep an eye on that just because, like I said, they're a little more unpredictable and worth noting they didn't have cornerback Darius Slay at practice today. He's also dealing with a back injury. In Pittsburgh, Stacey Minka Fitzpatrick was a full participant today at practice after dealing with a concussion, so he's on his way to play this week. The 49ers are going to be without offensive tackle Trent Williams for the next four to six weeks. He suffered a high ankle sprain this week in one of the more unwatchable games uh, in Seattle. Running back Travis Horner was put on IR today with his rib injury, and they are dealing with most of their defense being listed as questionable uh, as well. In Tampa Bay, it's the same as last week. Every wide receiver is listed as questionable. Who's going to play is going to be a game-time decision. Brashad Perryman didn't practice. He's dealing with knee and hamstring injuries. Russell Gage was limited. He's got a hamstring injury. Uh, Chris Godwin has his own hamstring injury. He was limited. Uh, Julio Jones actually was limited today with a knee injury. He normally does a practice on Wednesday, so he might actually be feeling the best of the bunch. Keep an eye on that. In Tennessee, tight end Austin Hooper is not practicing. He's questionable with a neck injury. Tackle Taylor Lewan went on IR with a knee injury. And wide receiver Kyle Phillips was limited with a shoulder injury. And Trylon Burks was sick and not practicing today. So things are getting a little thin uh, with pass catchers in Tennessee. And last but not least, in Washington, Commanders running back Jonathan Williams was sick. He was limited to practice. And most of the offensive and defensive linemen are listed as questionable. So, again, pick your own adventure there. But in happier news, running back Brian Robinson, who they're listing as having a knee injury, but remember, he was actually shot twice <laughs> during preseason. He's been out running, taking, doing drills. He's apparently avoided any ill effects while ramping up his workload, according to the coaching staff. And he looks like he is planning on playing in the next couple of weeks. So, He's moving better than I am as a regular human, and I wasn't shot twice, so good for him. <laughs> There's at least a little bit of upbeat news of the any danger report this week. Yeah, it's it's still sad that he had to go through what he did to yeah. be where he is, but uh, you know, hopefully he'll have a full, complete and full recovery and be able to resume his career then. Yeah, yeah, good for him. So we've got some holes to fill. I know my my teams do. I'm sure yours have a few as well. Is there anyone left out there for us? Um, There actually are a few people, so why don't we uh, get to some names. Uh, Running back, if he's out there, uh, Khalil Herbert with Chicago, probably top target. Uh, Jamal Williams with Detroit. Alexander Hamilton Madison with Minnesota. (laughs) Maji P. Ryan, who is, believe it or not, still in the league, uh, you know, getting you know, some, uh, you know, he's widely available and getting some run with uh, Joe Mixon uh, in Cincinnati there. Justice Hill in Baltimore. Um, those are the main running backs that I have my eye on. Did I miss anybody or anyone else catch your eye? No, no. I mean, I would I would run, don't walk to get Khalil Herbert because it sounds like uh, Dave Montgomery is going to be not in our lineups for a few weeks, and he is maybe not the fastest healer as we see in history show. So I'm, I'm very much with you there. Yeah, I mean, the the drawback is that, well, the good news, bad news thing is, good news is they're playing the Giants, who are not a defensive juggernaut. The bad news is that with no passing game to speak of of their own, the Bears are going to be quite predictable on offense in all likelihood. So not sure that... Uh, but as we saw on Monday night, even when the Giants know what's coming, they can't necessarily stop it on defense. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, at least at least the playoffs and Super Bowl talk is uh, is died subsided for my Giants. And just looking at their schedule um, before, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm <laughs> thinking now that no, I don't think they'll be quite in that range. I don't think they'll be in position to draft one of the top quarterbacks either, unfortunately, but uh, hopefully Daniel Jones will, you know, improve over the rest of the season and justify a new contract. But uh, 
at this point, I think they're looking at probably a seven and ten record, and just you know the purgatory that you know you're not in the playoffs, but you're not really quite up there to get the difference maker necessarily. Sorry, I didn't hear what you just said. Bad enough to get a high enough draft pick to get another quarterback or difference maker. Just just right. bad enough right. to not make the playoffs. <laughs> right. Well, and so I mean, in hindsight, you'd say, oh, maybe they shouldn't have traded down to take Kadarius Tony two years ago or last year's draft. They should have taken Micah Parsons. But you know, there were a lot. Of, there were you know eleven other teams that passed on Micah Parsons too. So. And we're happy for it. Hindsight Thank you, guys. Is great. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Growl. All right. Um, wide receivers, if you're looking for one on your waiver wire. Uh, Chris Olave with uh, New Orleans, widely available. Romeo Dubs with Green Bay. Mac Hollins, who is surprisingly uh, you know, having a, a nice time filling in for Hunter Renfro in Las Vegas, even though the team itself isn't doing real well yet. Devontae Parker in New England. Marquez Callaway, who seems to be one of the few healthy receivers in New Orleans. George Pickens, who had that amazing catch, uh, you know, oh, that yeah. uh, Matrix or Odell-like catch for Pittsburgh last week. Isaiah McKenzie with the Bills, who I think are in for a big game this week. Jay Jones with Jacksonville and Greg Dorch in Arizona are some other wide receivers on my radar in the league. So I need to pick somebody up this week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Greg Dorsch, it does not seem to be so much on No, I mean, again, you know, the big thing will be even if he's, you know, contributing now, you know, what happens when you know, A.J. Green is healthy and, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is back. But, you know, for now, if you've got him, uh, you know, might as well uh, ride, ride his uh, opportunity as long as it lasts. Uh, quarterback, I'm going to eat my hat here, but uh, Trevor Lawrence actually <laughs> at the top of my recommended list. You know, know. Doug Peterson seems to be a quarterback whisperer. You know, he breathed some life into Carson Wentz when everybody thought you know that he was uh, going to be a star, and you know, doesn't look like that's going to pan out. But um, Trevor Lawrence still has a shot. Uh, Marcus Mariota in Atlanta. Uh, Jared Goff with the Lions, Matty Slush with Indianapolis, uh, back in my somewhat lukewarm graces this week, uh, Brian <laughs> Hoyer with New England, and uh, Geno Smith with Seattle. Hopefully you don't have to dip that far into the pool, but, you know, hey, if you're in a two-quarterback, 16-team league, maybe you do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not great, <laughs> but, yeah, here no. we are. Recommending Trevor Lawrence. What a time to be alive. Well, I I mean, he has a shot for a pretty good game against the Eagles yes. this week. I mean, the run the game is not worked. terrible. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, yeah, I, I, again, they seem to be a, a vastly improved team from a year ago and how much of that is the coaching staff and how much of that is the free agents. They, brought in, especially the receivers, and how much of that is a combination of all of the above, who knows, but um, he is starting to look a little bit more like a top overall draft pick and less like the flounder lost guy that he was last year, but uh, anyway, yeah. Yeah, not everyone's a star from day one, and maybe all it took was some better players and a change in the coaching staff for him, but uh, we'll see. Three games is not obviously a season, much less a career make, but uh, things are definitely pointing in the right direction for him so far. Moving on to tight end, um, Tyler Conklin with the Jets. Uh, He had a nice run with the uh, Vikings last year, and I thought maybe that was just a flash in the pan. And, you know, the Jets signed C.J. Uzama, too, who hasn't been healthy um, yet. But uh, Tyler Conklin taking advantage of the opportunity. He's the third we'll most targets out of anybody in the league at tight end. Yeah, we'll see if he can keep that going with Zach Wilson as his quarterback instead of Joe Flacco. We'll see yeah. if uh, Zach yeah. Wilson averages 51 pass attempts a game or not. Uh, and if he does, maybe Tyler Conklin will remain fantasy relevant for a while. Evan Ingram in Jacksonville, not a big game last week, but uh, again, you know, seems to be hitting his stride with Jacksonville. Um, Robert Tanyan with Green Bay, 
Logan Thomas with Washington, uh, other widely available tight ends that uh, might help you if you're looking for somebody to stream or just pick up for your bench this week. Yeah, yeah, I have, I have no beef with that. All right, uh, shall we move on to some uh, position uh, picks and pans? Yeah, we've got, we've got some action on here. There's some good matchups this week. I think there's some scoring to be had. Yeah, um, why don't I kick things off uh, running back-wise? Uh, you may laugh, but my top pick this week is actually Devin Singletary. I expect okay. the Bills and the Ravens to be in a high-scoring game, and you know we'll see what happens, but I, I like his chances. Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor if he's healthy, Derek Henry, James Conner if he's healthy, Saquon Barkley, uh, whoever starts for Detroit, DeAndre Swift, or more likely Jamal Williams, James Robinson, Ezekiel Elliott, and Josh Jacobs rounding out my top ten. Honorable mentions to uh, Daryl Henderson, Miles Sanders, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, and Nick Chubb, uh, most of whom were injured or they might have made it into my top ten. Yeah. Well, a lot of your top ten so How do our list compare? So, uh, <laughs> we have some differences. I actually have... Your boy Saquon Barkley at number one on top of my list this week. Um, Daniel Jones might not survive the season, but I'm going with it. I've got Austin Eckler at two, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, and the Sword Quad at four, and uh, Nick Chubb. Or I'm sorry, Nick Chubb is at six. I've got Leonard Fournette at five. Nick Chubb at six, Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry, Javante Williams, and Alvin Kamara rounding out my top ten. Okay. Um... My avoid list, I've actually got Alvin Kamara at the top of my avoid list, so we obviously see uh, <laughs> his prospects a little bit differently this week, which is kind of what makes the show interesting after 13 years. Uh, Khalil right. Herbert, um, I recommended that you pick him up, but again, just don't really like the matchup this week. Um, and who knows whether the Bears will discover a passing game until they do. Um, it's hard to imagine him being a real uh, difference maker, but we'll see. Uh, Cordero Patterson with Atlanta, not high on him this week. Antonio Gibson, Ramondra Stevenson, Jeff Wilson, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Damian Pierce, Michael Carter, and Rashad Penny, all guys that I'd be looking to stay away from this week. And dishonorable mentions to Damian Harris, Brees Hall, and Kenneth Walker the third. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm a little higher on Brees Hall than you are, I think. Um, I'm also Ramondre Stevenson on my avoid list. I'm not really sure what this New England offense is going to look like. I, this game is borderline unwatchable for me, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Melvin Gordon, III of the injured neck, uh, not a good start on my book. I'm also staying away from both Dar- Daryl Henderson Jr. and Cam Akers. I don't know if he's going to get the work- bulk of the workload. I'm tired of trying to figure it out. Naheem Hines, Raheem Mostart, J.D. McKissick. DeAndre Swift, Jarek McKinnon, Alexander Madison Hamilton. Stay away from all of them. Not liking it. Okay. Um, maybe some better news. Uh, wide receivers, who do you like this week? <laughs> I've got Stefan Diggs at the top of my list, uh, even though it's a, a tougher matchup and he's a little banged up. I'm okay with that. Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase running out my top three. Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill at five, Debo Samuel, and the injured Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he's going to make a comeback. He's going to be okay this week. A.J. Brown, so if your last name's Brown, welcome to the top ten. Devontae Adams and Michael Pittman Jr. running out the top ten. Okay, we've got uh, six in agreement there. Um, I've also got Stefan Diggs at the top of my list for this week. Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown. Justin Jefferson, Marquise Brown, so also a lot of Brown in my uh, top ten list. Rashad Bateman, C.D. Lamb, Devontae Adams, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Devonta Smith, uh, the last two only if they're healthy enough. Uh, honorable mentions, Cooper Cup, Christian Kirk, Michael Pittman, T. Higgins, and Alan Lazard. Yeah, it's, it's uh, going to gonna be interesting. There's definitely some... Some guys to avoid this week. Uh, Alan Lazard also on my avoid list, as is Michael Thomas. I'm not into the injury. I don't love the matchup. Zay Jones, Jacoby Myers, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Adam Thielen, who I I hate telling people to sit every week, but I don't know what the heck's going on, and I don't want to trust Kirk Cousins with anything. 
Hunter Renfro is not ruled out yet, but he's ruled out of my lineup. Allen Robinson, II, DJ Chark, and Bobby Trees, a.k.a. Robert Woods. Michael Thomas also at the top of my list. Uh, Debo Samuel, who I believe was on your recommended list, is on my avoid list. (laughs) Um, Not liking that matchup for the commanders, but we'll get to that uh, a little later. Terry McLaurin. um, I, did I just put Devo Samuel on the Commanders? That's not what I meant. I meant, you know, the 49ers okay. matchup against the Rams. But, uh, <laughs> Terry McLaurin still on the Commanders. I don't like Terry McLaurin's matchup against the Cowboys, uh, the member of the Commanders. DK Metcalf, Brandon Cook, Juju Smith-Schuster, Darnell Moody, Tyler Lockett, Drake London, and Chris Olave. Another person I recommended you pick up, but uh, hopefully you don't have to start him this week. Uh, dishonorable mentions, Garrett Wilson, Brandon Ayuk. Jacoby Myers, uh, Jarvis Landry, and Elijah Moore. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some tough tough wide receiver matchups out there. Okay, um, moving on to quarterbacks. Josh Allen at the top of my list for this week. Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, both of them playing in the same game this week. So yes, I am expecting a shootout there. We'll get to that. I've got I've got the same one and Jaylen, two, so I'm with you there. <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jared Goff, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, and Matthew Stafford rounding out my top ten. Honorable mentions to uh, your fill-in quarterback, Cooper Rush, Daniel Jones, and Matt Ryan, a.k.a. Matty Slush. Matty Slush. I'm not mad about the Cooper Rush experience. It's going just fine for me. I'm not sure about... At the very least, they have a very serviceable backup quarterback. Now, I I don't buy what Jerry Jones is selling, but he's going to push Dak Prescott for his job at some point. But, uh, yeah, at the very worst, he's he's a big improvement to backup QB over uh, some of the guys they had to run out there uh, when um, Dak was injured the last time. Well, you know, Cooper Rush was there when Kellen Moore was still a backup quarterback. So there's an interesting dynamic. But if you think of Jerry Jones like um, like the head of a carnival, it really makes a lot of what he does make a lot more sense. Once I started kind of treating him that way, it makes him easier to deal with. He's just trying to put on a good show. He doesn't really care what's true or what's not. He's just trying to sell tickets. Reminds so, me of someone else in a different field, but never mind. Yeah, yeah it's not great. Uh, but uh, quarterbacks, there's, as I mentioned, uh, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are one and two on my list as well. So we both see them as high scoring for sure. Much as it pains me, Jalen Hurts is coming in at three. Uh, I don't think he deserves to be this high, but quite frankly, that's where he is. Patrick Mahomes at four and Tua with the multiple injuries and maybe his scrambled brains are actually going to check in at number five on my list. Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, and Jared Goff running out my top ten. All right. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is at the top of my avoid list. Um, I guess I have a little more respect for Tampa's defense. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I, don't, I don't really who, respect them. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, who, well, they did a nice job on uh, Aaron Rodgers last week, but um, – uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jameis Winston, Justin Fields, Marcus Mariota, Zach Wilson, Davis Mills, Geno Smith, Carson Wentz, and Brian Hoyer, um, all on my quarterbacks to avoid list for this week. Yeah, uh, we definitely have some overlap there. Uh, Brian Hoyer slash Mac Jones slash Bill Belichick slash whoever's selling insurance in the greater New England area, I would like to not start at quarterback this week. I'm staying away from Kirk Cousins. I, I don't love travel. I don't love the matchup. None of it's good for me. Geno Smith also staying away from Daniel Jones, Jameis Winston, Jacoby Brissett, Mitchell Trubisky, Ryan Tannehill, and Baker Mayfield, and Zach Wilson. Staying far away. Tight ends, who do you like this week? Well, really like Mark Andrews. (laughs) Again, a lot of points to be had in that game. Uh, Travis Kelsey coming in at a very close number two on my list. George Kittle, Darren Waller, and Kyle Pitts rounding out the top five. Tyler Higby, TJ Hawkinson, who burned me last week when I sat him, so probably he's not going to end up in the end zone if I scored if I started him this week. Uh, but I'm going to drive Dallas Goddard at eight, Pat Fryermuth, and Zach Ertz running out my top ten. Um, 
three of your top five are on my avoid list, but uh, so Perfect. have some difference <laughs> of opinions. It'll make the game picks interesting. Uh, Mark Andrews also at the top of my list. Uh, Dallas Goddard and TJ Hawkinson, Zach Ertz, who were all on your recommended list, checking in at second through fourth on mine. Darren Waller, uh, the somewhat injured Dawson Knox, Hayden Hurst, Tyler Higby, Irv Smith Jr., and Evan Engram rounding out my top ten. And then uh, honorable mentions to Robert Tanyan, Dalton Schultz, or Jake Ferguson, whoever's starting the tight end for the Cowboys this week, Kylan Granson with Indianapolis, and Daniel Bellinger. Uh, last two of those uh, haven't done much. I like their prospects enough this week to put them on my honorable mention list. That's fair. Fair. Uh, we some of your starts are on my void list, so shocker, ball shock there. Uh, I have Dallas and Dalton Schultz on on my avoid list uh, at all. Just not really sure there. I, I think it's going to go too far down to the wire. I don't want to. I don't want to try and guess there. Dawson Knox is on my avoid list strictly because of the foot injury. I don't love the matchup. If you were healthy, it'd be a different story. Earth Smith Jr., Robert Tanyan, Evan Ingram, Hayden Hurst, Jawan Johnson, Noah Font, Johnny Smith, and Isaiah Likely out in Baltimore. I'm just staying away. I, I think someone needs to catch football, but I think it'll be an awful lot more Mark Andrews. I've got uh, Travis Kelsey, Kyle Pitts, and George Kittle as my top three avoids this week. I'm sure you'll have something to say about all of those. Uh, Logan Thomas. Perfect. <laughs> Hunter Henry, Tyler Conklin, another person I recommended you pick up, but uh, not necessarily start this week. Cole Komet, Noah Fant, Daryl Brown, and Juwan Johnson also on my avoid list for this week for tight ends. Okay. So we have, we've got some overlap there. Um, I am interested to see how the game picks go. I think we very clearly agree on at least scoring in one. The rest seems like it could be a crapshoot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so um, defenses, who don't you like, or who do you like this week, I guess? We'll start with the My top the three <laughs> are Dallas. Um, Dallas uh, going up against the Commanders. Green Bay against uh, a wounded New England team and Pittsburgh against the still rather hapless Jets team. Others that I like include Minnesota, the Giants, Cleveland, the Chargers, Detroit, Tampa Bay, and the Rams. We we certainly have some overlap there. Um, I've got the Packers at the top of my list, uh, followed by your Giants and the Steelers. So not necessarily who I would normally be putting on the list, but matchup-wise, I think it's a good pick this week. The Bears and the Cowboys are rounding up my top five. I've got the Chargers at six, the 49ers, Colts, Browns, and Cardinals rounding up my top ten. I have a slightly longer avoid list uh, highlighted by Baltimore and Buffalo and what I think is going to be a very high-scoring game. Seattle, Carolina, New England, Jacksonville, Washington, New Orleans, Denver, Miami, Chicago, Philadelphia, Tennessee, and the 49ers, all defenses that I would be looking to stay away from this week. Yeah, there's there's a few to avoid. Um, I'm staying away from the Eagles, uh, the Lions, the Broncos, the Rams, the Commanders, the Vikings, the Jets, the Saints, the Bengals, the Texans, the Ravens, the Bills, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. I mean, there's not a lot of defenses to like this week. I think there's a fair amount of scoring. I, I managed to come up with 10, but um, I'm again, it seems... It seems like uh, there's not a lot in purgatory this week. It's either uh, no. you're on the good list or the bad list. <laughs> you're on a so, list, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're on someone's list. Uh, game predictions yes. um, pick up the pace here a little bit. Uh, Cincinnati hosting Miami in the Thursday night game, mainly because the Bengals are at home, mainly because they looked a little bit better against the Jets last week, and mainly just because I don't know how healthy uh, Tua is or isn't. I'm going to go with the Bengals here. Close game, two good teams, but I think the Bengals knock the Dolphins from the ranks of the unbeaten. I'll say uh, Bengals 27, Dolphins 24. I'm I'm going to 
keep picking the Dolphins. It's a Thursday night game. Weird stuff always happens. I don't even know how Tua is is standing and making throws, but the defense in Miami is better than people give them credit for. The Bengals are still trying to figure out their their identity, and I think Tyreek Hill is still running down the field currently, uncovered. It's going to be all night. I've got the I've got the Dolphins winning by 10, 31, 21. So we're off to a good start. Are we disagreeing? Right. We are. <laughs> Okay, uh, next one I can tell we're going to disagree on this too. Uh, Vikings at the Saints, although that's just uh, air quotes at because the game at is actually London. being played in London. <laughs> so both teams will be far, far away from home in a galaxy uh, far away, or at least a different monarchy. But uh, anyway, um, <laughs> Minnesota, uh, I just think they have a few more weapons. They have a healthier quarterback, and I'm going to pick them to win this. Uh, I'll say Minnesota 28, New Orleans 21. This game feels like a little bit like it's in prime time, and we know how well Kirk Cousins does with that. I don't I don't think that they're going to look all that great. I don't think Dalvin Cook's going to play in this game. So I think Jameis Winston, even with an exploded back, uh, I, I think he's going to pull us off. I'm not sure if Michael Thomas will be out there, but they're going to steal a win. The run game's going to work. Um, you know, maybe maybe Chris Olave has another nice game. It wouldn't shock me, but I've got New Orleans winning a barn burger 23-20. So I'm sorry for your in-laws. <laughs> it's actually my aunt celebrating her 90th oh, birthday, sorry. but hopefully the Vikings will not a good birthday her. present for her. Delayed presence. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> You're talking like they've lost the game already. Come on. They have. They All have right, already um, lost the game. <laughs> onward and upward. Uh, my Giants hosting the Bears. I- again, the Giants obviously showing that they're still not uh, upper echelon or even a second echelon tier team, but. Um, I think they do have enough to pull out this game, just mainly because I don't have any respect for Chicago. I drafted Justin Fields as a quarterback and as a backup quarterback from one of my fantasy teams and have already lived to regret that. Uh, Daniel Jones, not a world beater, but Saquon Barkley back looking healthy, looking good. And I think the Giants will find enough healthy receivers to catch enough balls to um, to prevail here. I'll say Giants 27, Chicago 21. I'm also taking the Giants to win this game. They've taken them in 21-14. Not having David Montgomery is a problem. And the Giants issue isn't that their team is bad. It's that they have maybe the worst offensive line I've ever seen, despite the fact they've spent a lot of money trying to make that not the case. I think that Saquon Barkley is going to have a nice day. I think Daniel Jones will have a little more time to throw, maybe not a ton, but he doesn't need all that much because he's only got to score three touchdowns, and I think they can do that. They win 21-14. Now the next one game is what I think should be the best game of the day, and that's yeah. Buffalo at Baltimore. I think unlike the Buffalo-Miami game where I was expecting a shootout and didn't really account for the heat, I don't think there's going to be that much heat in Baltimore, maybe a lot of wind and rain, but uh, we'll see. But I think assuming that the weather cooperates, I I think this will be a high-scoring game. I think Buffalo has a little bit better rounded offense than Baltimore at this point, and as such, I'm going to pick Buffalo to win this by a field goal. Buffalo 37, Baltimore 34. I am taking Baltimore to win this 35-33. Yeah, take the over. Whatever it is, take it. Probably take it now because it's going to keep going up this week. I I agree with you, Buffalo has. uh, I'm taking Baltimore, uh, 35-33. I agree with you that Buffalo has the better offense. Unfortunately, they have a shell of a defense, and Baltimore will be able to exploit that. This is going to go back and forth. I think that the Ravens probably have the ball last, and that's going to be the difference in the game. But, like you said, this is far and away the game of the day. Um, next up, a game that is not the game of the day and might be the anti-game of the day. That's Cleveland at Atlanta. I think Atlanta will play. I mean, they did beat Seattle, but I just, you know, I, I don't respect them yet. Um, I know you don't respect them uh, even when no. they're playing well. But 
you know, even when they had Maddie Slush as their quarterback. But uh, Cleveland, you know, Jacoby Brissett uh, showing that he's, you know, capable um, backup at least. Um, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I think Cleveland will, again, rely largely on their run game and win this. I'll say a pretty close game, but I'll go with Cleveland 24 over Atlanta 21. I know this is not going to shock you. I am not going to take the Falcons to win this game. Still haven't given me a reason to, guys. Maybe one of these days. But I'm thinking Cleveland to win 27-23. I think they're a little more cohesive. I think Miles Garrett is going to play in this game, and I honestly think that is the difference maker. Because if that man could flip his car four times and get on a playing field, I think everyone else steps their game up. So I think Cleveland will win this one. I don't think this is the worst game of the day. I think that is still to come, though, just for the record. <laughs> yeah, there, there are a couple other games. You can that one in particular. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say that's number three on my list of first games. I might put that at number two, but we'll see. Or maybe even number my one. My one will surprise you. My one will surprise that. you. Yeah, we'll get there. All right. So <laughs> next up is... Um, the Pennsylvania team that I don't think will be involved in one of the worst games of the day. Um, that's Eagles hosting <laughs> Jacksonville. This has the potential Spoiler to alert. be a very interesting game. Uh, a friend of mine is uh, a big Jacksonville fan, and he was bemoaning the season before it even started, so it's kind of nice to see him actually have something to cheer for. Um, but What does he have to be upset about? <laughs> Of course, um, who could ask for anything more out of their team than this? But um, with the Eagles, you know, well, you could have Gardner Minshew as your backup quarterback. That might even be better than uh, what, what having C.J. Beathard as your backup Honestly, what a human being. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, hopefully neither of the backups see the field because the uh, starters are both plenty entertaining, and I think the Jalen Hurts will have uh, just enough Offense to uh, our last Jacksonville, I'll say Eagles 30, Jacksonville 27, in what uh, should honest, be one of the more entertaining games. I'd be I'd be significantly more excited about this game if it were C.J. Beathard versus Gardner Minshew, but I think I am probably alone in that, and that's fine. I'm fine with that. However, I am not going to get my wish this week. Uh, I am going to do something I really hate doing, and that is also continue to pick NFC East teams to win, and I'm picking the Eagles to win this 28-26. I think it's a barn burner. I think we got Doug Peterson coming back into town. That's going to have a weird vibe, or I guess not. But it's it's not Carson Wentz. I think this will be a little tougher task than last week. Um, and the Eagles at some point are going to have to start running the football effectively. I don't think, however, that will be this week. So the Eagles, Eagles win a close one. I think it's going to come down to maybe a missed two-point conversion by the Jags. Okay. Um... Chargers traveling to Houston. Um, who knows with Justin Herbert whether he's healthy enough to play. If not, Chase Daniel, come on down. But I, I think he probably, if he played last week, my guess is he'll play again this week. Hopefully, not running too much, but I don't think he'll have to. I think Austin Eckler will um, get more involved in the offense, and I think if Houston hasn't shown me too much yet, uh, I'll say the Chargers eke this one out 24-21 on the road. I actually have the exact same outcome. I have the Chargers winning 24-21. Like you said, I think Justin Herbert will be out there. I think they're just a better team. I'm I'm sorry, Davis Mills and Houston, you still have problems down there. In a couple of years, they might be a real team, but they're just not there yet. Even without Joey Bosa, it's, it's still not enough. So Justin Herbert might not be able to breathe or lift his left arm, but he can still win this football game. Uh, so I've, I've got him also winning by a field goal. Okay, next up, the other Pennsylvania game, which very well could be the worst game of the day, or at least uh, two Don't of the worst Still my number two on my worst game teams. list. All right. Um, not the worst. <laughs> I'm curious because I don't think that any of the other games will be this bad. Unless you think that the Green Bay-New England game is going to be so lopsided that that's going to be a, a bad game. I'm just looking at two teams that I think are both unwatchable. Um, Jets, maybe they're not unwatchable. Who knows? Maybe Zach Wilson. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I still respect Pittsburgh's defense a little bit 
too much to, mm. to pick the Jets this week. Um, don't like the quarterback situation there, but I think it's only a matter of time before uh, Mitch Trubisky feeds the reins to Kenny Pickett. But uh, even with um, Mitch still at the helm, I think the Steelers will have enough to, to win this. I'll say the, the Mitch is 24 and the Zach's 17. I am taking the fighting Zach Wilsons, the Zach Wilson to Garrett Wilson connection to win this game 23-17. Minka Fitzpatrick is out there. He's not concussed. That is fantastic. But I don't think it's enough. I think the Jets have enough of a run game, kind of enough of a pass game, that they can keep the defense honest, and it'll be just enough. Like you said, that we are on we are on the dregs of Mitchell Trubisky. Like He is living on borrowed time right now. Next up, we've got uh, Detroit hosting Seattle. Oh, and by the way, I I don't know who the schedule makers are that uh, thought fit (laughs) to give the Lions and my Giants three home games in the first four weeks, but uh, whatever. I guess I'm more upset about about it for my Giants than I am for the Lions, who I kind of root for because I like several of their players and they're – dotting my fantasy teams this season. but If uh, I were the Giants, anyway, I would never Detroit want to play at home. The way that the, the MetLife turf has taken people down, play every game on the road. Well, I, I still don't think they should have worn their white jerseys against the Cowboys because then you're... That's true. Uh, anyway, we'll get into I'm that some other time, but <laughs> some other year. But uh, anyway, um, that's just saying you're not good enough to beat them uh, playing, you know, the way you would normally play in my mind. But what happened home white? Anyway. Like, why did that stop becoming a thing? Wait, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, we've got Seattle um, traveling to Detroit this week. Detroit, uh, not much defense, plenty of offense. <clears throat> Seattle, um, passable defense, not much offense. I think this adds up to a pretty uh, good combination for Detroit. And I say Amon uh, St. Brown. Uh, is healthy enough to continue his uh, um, his uh, breakout season, and I'll say Detroit 31, Seattle 21, and uh, Jared Goff continues to uh, look like a starting caliber fantasy quarterback. Yeah, yeah, he's he's figuring it out. Motor City Dan Campbell is uh, keeping everybody keeping everybody together. They did lose one of their captains this week to injury. That's tough, um, but. But overall, I think they've got plenty to win this week. I've got them winning 31-23. Even with some injuries, like you said, I think Amon Ross St. Brown uh, will will play, will be a factor. Not having DeAndre Swift is an issue, but they'll overcome. Do you know if that's going to come down and throw some passes, but it's not going to be enough. Next up, we've got uh, two teams that got off the 0-2 Schneid uh, <laughs> last week. We've got Indianapolis and uh, hosting Tennessee, and you know, both of these teams obviously were expecting a better record uh, this season. I know they're both only one game under 500, and we've only played three yeah, games. So. But uh, yeah. you know, neither of these teams have looked real good so far. But uh, I think Indianapolis, since they're at home and they no longer have Carson Wentz as a quarterback, I'm going to pick them over the Ryan Tannehills. I'll go with the Maddie Slushes, 27, and the um, – and the Ryan Tannehill's uh, 24, and hopefully uh, Jonathan Taylor is healthy enough to play because Jonathan Taylor versus Derrick Henry would be a really intriguing matchup, almost as intriguing as uh, Saquon versus uh, Christian McCaffrey in week two. Uh, yeah, it's what the people want to see, so hopefully that is what the universe gives us. I'm with you. I think Indy uh, gets gets its second wind. They tighten things up, as Maddie, Maddie Flush said he wanted to see, and I think they're going to win 27-21. I am very concerned about this Titans team. I don't know who they are or what they are anymore, and they clearly don't either. So they need to figure it out. Unfortunately, it's not going to be this week. Next up, we've got your uh, Cowboys um, living the Cooper Rush Cooper Rush for one more week <laughs> uh, against Carson Wentz and the Commanders. I think that'll They'll do just fine. Uh, I actually think this will be one of the um, less competitive games of the day. I think Cowboys win this in a laugher, which I know you're not going to pick, but um, a laugher, you'll probably pick the Cowboys, but not by as wide a margin as I will. I'll say the Cowboys 30 (laughs) and Commanders 13. 
Okay, I obviously still a commander's apologist. I'm not sure why or how, but I'm still here. I think Carson Wentz has some bad juju in Philadelphia. There's clearly some mental issues associated with the area. Granted, you and I live in the Philadelphia area, and we don't want to go there either, so it's fine. I understand. The Dallas defense has has some some points to give up. I don't think there'll be a ton. I think the Cowboys hang on, but it's going to go back and forth. I think the Cowboys win this 28-23. The Cooper Rush experience rolls on. I don't think Dak Prescott's playing in week five. I personally would come back in, against the Rams, but that's just me. So Dallas and Cooper Rush look to fight another week. Getting into the late games is uh, we're just about a time here, but uh, Arizona at Carolina. Um, yeah, Arizona at Carolina. I, I, Arizona doesn't usually hasn't played well on the road the last couple seasons, but I and Carolina has surprisingly won a couple games. Um, but uh, Arizona, I Despite think, has – Actually, they've won one game, you know, pardon <laughs> that. But uh, they played close in the first week when they lost on that last second uh, – you know, gargantuan field goal. But anyway, I think Kyler Murray and the crew uh, reversed that uh, trend, and I'll say Arizona 31, Carolina 24. I'm taking Arizona 27, Carolina 20. So uh, we're we're in the same vein. I just think it's a little lower scoring. Uh, I don't think that Baker Mayfield's got quite enough here, though. You, like you said, they are still competitive, and they will be competitive in this, but – they just don't have the tools to out, outgun this Arizona offense. So Arizona wins by touchdown. All right, next up we have two underachieving teams. We've got Denver traveling to Las Vegas. Las Vegas, um, I think most of their problems are on defense, which makes this an intriguing matchup for them because Denver hasn't really been able to do much even with Russell Wilson at quarterback so far. I think the, the Raiders get off the schneid and uh, become the last team to gain a, a victory, and I think they do it this week. I'll say uh, Raiders 28 and uh, Broncos 24. We've got the Raiders winning 27-24, so we both got them down for their first victory. Um, best thing the Broncos have done so far is Russell Wilson saying that he's 3-0 against Chad Powers in his press conference this week after he won meeting, so they should have paid the punter $250 million. Which I, I thoroughly enjoyed all of that. <laughs> yeah. I think the Broncos are looking better. They look a little more cohesive. Um, but Vegas is is gotta get one at some point and this is the week. They're gonna get, get one by a field goal. This will be a good game. Uh however, I don't think the next game is gonna be good. I'm I'm not at all interested in the next game. Yeah, this is for me tied with the uh Dallas Washington game for biggest uh romp of the week and who would have thought that about a Bill Belichick team but you know they just are, are not looking uh, too good so far uh, Green Bay um, week one stumble against the Vikings but they've turned it around uh, pretty quickly I respect what their defense did against Tom Brady even though he had an undermanned receiver core I just think that uh yeah, they'll keep that um, string going. I'll say uh, Green Bay wins at home easily. Um, Aaron Jones has a big day. You know, all the receivers uh, chip in. I'll say Green Bay 31, uh, Patriots 14. Believe it or not, I think this game is unwatchable because it is not going to be high scoring on either side. I don't respect what the Packers are doing. And this might be a first in 13 years of doing this show. I don't think the Packers are playing good football right now. I don't think what they did against Tampa Bay was at all impressive. The Jumbotron helped them out. Mike Evans wasn't playing. They were injured across the board. I do not have the same faith in that Green Bay defense that you do. I would like to, but I don't. And I think Green Bay is going to win a very close one, 20-17 this week, because Brian Clear is going to come out and be totally serviceable. He's going to be milk toast. There's not going to be any excitement to it. But he can throw a check down to a tight end. He can hand a ball off. It's not going to be pretty, but they have 17 defensive coordinators. They'll be a defensive game plan to neutralize Aaron Jones, make Aaron Rodgers have to throw to these receivers that are maybe not great and not healthy, and I think that they're going to get a scare this week. All right. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that game turns out. <laughs> um, follow up on that one. Uh, Tampa Bay hosting Kansas City in the Sunday night game. The, 
the latest and perhaps last installment of Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. Um, I, yeah, hard to know, you know, what's going on with um, the Bucks. Is it Tom Brady? Is it the fact that the receivers are injured? What is it? But uh, Kansas City not looking so great uh, either last week uh, in losing to Indianapolis. Maybe it's a bounce back for them, but I still think that the Buccaneers' defense is much better than the Colts' defense. And I'll say that uh, by virtue of playing this game in Tampa Bay um, or Minnesota, if it turns out or to Minnesota. be the case, um, I'll pick the Bucks to win this 24-21. I'm taking Kansas City to win this 28-17. Not only do I not respect the Packers to the Buccaneers last week, I don't respect the Buccaneers. I think we got a lot of problems, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. Kansas City's going to bounce back. Andy Reid after a loss, historically very good. Tom Brady after a loss, also historically very good, but he has no one to throw to. He can't beat up any more tablets. There's a league mandate on it. It's a whole lot of problems here. Plus, you're out of your routine, the hurricane, the whole thing, it's not great. I think Kansas City wins decisively. I think they get ahead early, and they stay ahead, 28-17. Which brings us to the Monday night game, which is in San Francisco this week. Uh, the Rams at uh, 49ers in an NFC West rivalry game. Um, this should be a good game. Hopefully uh, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't uh, conduct another safety seminar in the middle of the game. But uh, I'll go with the... safety in the history of safeties. <laughs> yeah. I'll go with the... Um, Rams to win this one on the road. Um, I'll go with uh, the uh, Matthew Stafford's 27 and the Jimmy Garoppolo's 21. I'm thinking the Rams to win this 30 to 20. Um, all I'm really interested in seeing out of Jimmy Garoppolo is maybe Mike him up to have another conversation with his offensive coordinator, Kyle Shanahan. Clearly nobody sees eye to eye on this team, but George Kittle is going to be out there. I think you're going to, look a little better, but they're dealing with injuries, too. The Rams, I think, are just a better team overall. There's so much less dysfunction there, and they are getting a little healthier. Um, so, for me, it's a no-brainer. I think the Rams win by 10. So, uh, we have an interesting slate of games ahead. Obviously, we see a few things differently, so we, we will certainly be checking back into that on next week. But before we let you go, a couple of daily things. <laughs> Yeah, we've got a couple DFS, here. Uh, <laughs> a lot of names we've talked about, i.e. Cooper rushes on this list. But, again, my disclaimer, these are value picks. There are no-brainer picks to put out there so you can afford them in your lineup. Um, Maddie Slush, a.k.a. Matt Ryan, Cooper Rush, Slush Rush, Geno Smith even. I know it sounds crazy, but there are going to be points to be had there, and you might need a, a good value, and he might be it. This could be the first and last time, but I'm here for it. At running back, like I said, I'm a little higher on the Jets. Brees Hall, I think, is a great start at, at his price point this week. Devin Singletary, who you were very high on. Khalil Herbert, who we both were high on. And Damian Pierce, as long as he plays, go ahead and put him in your DFS lineup. At wide receiver, Noah Brown, George Pickens, Isaiah McKenzie, all good options. Tight end, we talked a lot about Tyler Conklin, all the chances he's getting. Keep going with that. The uh, the dollar makers at DraftKings and FanDuel haven't quite caught up to those statues. So take advantage while you can. Robert Tanyan and David Njoku are both good options. And the Colts, Giants, and Browns, all the price is right. So we have given you everything you need to win your season-long league, your daily fantasy league, your water cooler bragging rights. Whatever you need, we've got you covered. Like I said at the top of the show, if you need more, you can find us all week long, all over social media. And we will be back with you next Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time, giving you all of the news and notes, potentially whether or not Dak Prescott is going to start week five and everything else that will come this way. So thank you so much for listening this week, guys. Good luck to you, unless, of course, you're playing us.